just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. If you listened to the previous podcast, you heard the show that I did with a psychologist, um, Peter Quarry. It was kind of a departure, not something I would normally do. In fact, I've been trying I, to get you to see a psychologist for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and a lot of people in my family. But I always said, of course, I have Ed with me on the show today, and it's always good to have uh, uh, counterpart on the show and Ed's uh, reoccurring character on the Rational Boomer podcast. But, but Ed, you know, when I initially was going to talk to Peter Quarry, I, I was telling you off the air as we were going back and forth because I've got a lot of things going on in my head and, and, and I'm not good at organizing it. I, for a while, I thought he was just another listener. But then I remembered that somebody had set it up to talk to a psychologist, and that was really a departure for what I wanted to do. I didn't really want to bring guys on to just sell books. Um, but I got to say, Peter Quarry did a hell of a job. It was a good show, and I think it was informative for a lot of folks. It, you know, the one thing I've noticed, Ed, about people is there's a lot of there's a lot of emotionally broken people in this world. And there's a lot of people that struggle with a lot of things. And, and, uh, I got to tell you in life, if you can get your head straight, life is so much more enjoyable. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully Peter had offered some help to some folks that, that maybe eases their mind a little bit. Well, good. I, I'm going to have to listen to that one. I, I hadn't had a chance yet, so I will. Sounds good. Well, Ed, we're kind of right in the middle of shit here. Because at the time we're recording this is about uh, 11.20 a.m. my time on Friday. Now, this this affidavit was to be released at noon Eastern, which was about 23 minutes ago. So we're going to talk about some other things now, and, and hopefully at the halfway break we can get some better sense of what was released and how it impacts everything. So we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, but generally speaking... Do you see what I'm seeing? This this cloud of shit. There's four different clouds of shit, and it seems to be getting closer to falling on Donald Trump's head. And 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 I think finally people are noticing that and and understanding the impending doom for Donald Trump. Something we've waited for for a long time. Well, absolutely. Excuse me. <clears throat> and um, I think that um, well. As you say, there's four different things going on, but there are other things going on too that will are still yet to be impacted, or or that we we haven't seen the impact of them just yet. Okay, there's the uh, the um, Barr uh, Bill Barr um, secret memo that yeah. they finally released, which was all bullshit. Uh, we know that that he basically uh, screwed up the uh, the Mueller probe, and I, I don't know why Mueller was was so complacent in this. He should have been out there screaming from the rooftops. That's not what I said. So we need to take a look at that. That's a right. whole different thing. 
Also, we've got the uh, Biden just forgave some student loan money. I, I think he could have gone further myself, but it's a beginning. But it's brought to something else to light that uh, people are are noticing. I don't know why they haven't noticed it before, but they're noticing it now. And it's the PPP money. I'd like right. to talk about that coming up. Uh, and then you've got all the different probes on Trump. So uh, right. uh, um, I'm thinking the... Uh, between the uh, Georgia voter calls, right, and the uh, this uh, stealing of uh, documents, documents, either of those, either of those, may be one that takes him down. Uh, it, it's basically uh, you can just pile these on top of each other, and this guy's going to prison, or he should. He should. Let me put it that way. I've always had this premise in my mind based on people's psychology and how things go. Right now we have all these different investigations going on and, and, uh, all of them involve the possibility of indicting a former president, which is a touchy issue, even under these circumstances. These are extraordinary circumstances and he has to be indicted. At one point I thought he might not be, but right now with all that's going on, especially with the possible traitorous behavior, he's got to be indicted. That, that has to, that has to be done. Um, but I'm think, I'm thinking, in terms of psychology, people are out there just waiting to provide an indictment. And there are any number of people that could do that. My sense is when that first one falls, when that first person takes that step that everybody's so nervous about and indicts Donald Trump, then the fucking avalanche is going to fall because say Fonnie Willis steps up and I think she might be the first one or Merrick Garland with this, with this document thing, that, that may have taken precedence too, but when one of them actually throws out the indictment, I have to feel that there's going to be an avalanche of people just piling on Donald Trump because that first step has to be made. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. And um, I don't know if there's a referee somewhere who's going to say, let's line these up and do them one at a time or something. But no, I think uh, everybody is going on their own. We've got the New York probe against the Trump organization, of course, going forward, too. And right. nothing is slowing that down. Uh, so um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see which one comes first, who who crosses the finish line first, so to speak. Well, the New York probe thing, I think people thought that was a total bust. You know, when, when the new, when the new DA came in, Alvin Bragg, and he sounded like he was stepping back from, uh, investigating and possibly indicting Donald Trump, everybody threw up their hands and say, Oh, the New York, uh, Manhattan, New York district is bust. Fuck it. Another time Donald Trump's got out from underneath it. But what they, <laughs> what they forgot to understand is when that happened, they, already indicted uh CFO um and Weisselberg and and the entire Trump organization which is a pretty devastating thing for a company the interesting thing about Weisselberg though now says that uh um He's going to plead out. He's going to plead guilty, get 5 months in jail, which is pretty light given what he did, but he's going to testify. Now the fact of the matter is, is, is that there's a couple things about this testimony. They said, well, he's not going to testify directly against Donald Trump, which I find hard to imagine because 
this company isn't a big company. There's Trump, there's Weisselberg, maybe a couple of his kids. If he's going to be testifying against the company, he's going to be testifying against them because they're the ones responsible for it. But but one other thing that people don't understand is if Weisselberg goes in there and uh, they ask a question he doesn't want to answer, now that he's pled guilty, he cannot plead the fifth. No, nope. because he's not in jeopardy anymore. He's already convicted. So as much as it sounds like he's trying to stay away from Trump, I think he's really just saying, yeah, I'm going to stay away from Trump because Trump is a dumb motherfucker. But Trump is still going to go down in New York and they are going to have to start the investigation again on Donald Trump because he's he's the end game here. He's he's the point where everything falls. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm unclear, uh, still how you can, uh, indict a company and uh, not the people who own it. I, I just got done watching Dope Sick, which yeah. if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. Um, it's the story of Oxycontin and the Sackler family right. who own Purdue Pharma that, uh, basically, uh, sold, uh, um, Oxycontin to doctors, uh, a hard sell as uh, 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 something that wasn't harmful, wasn't addictive, which of course it was highly addictive and and killed literally thousands of people addicted even more and is a scourge. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible drug. The FDA, of course, uh, was horribly, horribly negligent, uh, so many different uh, failures in regulation and so forth all along the way. The Sackler family wound up paying huge amounts of money, but not one of them served a day in jail. There were uh, their three top executives were indicted on misdemeanors so that they, they, they took the fall for the Sackler family. So if you have enough, if you have the right lawyers and probably two that if enough government officials are are touched by the investigation, um, you, they can find ways to make sure that the really guilty people uh, are not, they never go to prison anyway. They may take a financial hit, uh, but uh, they never do the time. And uh, I, I still wonder if Trump will ever set foot in a prison. Uh, they deliberately gave, uh, you know, worked a deal with Nixon to give him a pardon. Then he went to prison of sorts at San Clemente. I mean, he couldn't go out to a restaurant or anything else after that right, right. because uh, he was hated. He was a pariah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think I what think- the. I think what they'll do with Donald Trump, they can't put him in a prison. It would be nice if they could, but they can't because they got to have the Secret Service. I think they'll put him on house arrest. And people will say, well, he'll be living at Mar-a-Lago and it'll be fun and it won't be really punishment. I'm going to tell you something. Donald Trump's financial position is going to go to shit, even worse than it is. I'll be surprised if he still owns Mar-a-Lago or even Trump Tower. Where he's going to end up living, who the fuck knows, but he's going to be totally broke. They put him on house arrest in some fucking apartment or some small house someplace, that will be held to him. And I can see them doing it. They have to do something. So house arrest seems like the only logical possibility. And you would think so. And yet he raised $20 million last week off of this affidavit bullshit. 
You know what the funny thing is about that? I was talking about this yesterday in the podcast. Um, you've been hearing about the Republicans having all kinds of problems with money, not enough money to run advertising for the upcoming midterms. And, and, and it's funny, the guy they put in charge of it, Rick Scott, handling <laughs> the money is the same guy that, uh, Paid the largest fine ever because he ripped off, defrauded Medicare. So, yeah, that's the guy I want in charge of the money. And now, all of a sudden, money's missing. But here's the funny part. They're short on money. And Donald Trump has a war chest of $20 million. Now, normal situation, somebody in Donald Trump's kind of the leader of the party would say, okay, we're going to give you $10 million for this, $5 million for that, and we're going to help out some of these uh, other other candidates to try to win this thing. Not Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump, that's my money. <laughs> I'm keeping it. You know, if nothing else, I'm going to pay my bills and buy more McDonald's. But you're not getting that shit, and that's what's fucking up the Republicans. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you get a letter in the mail, if you're a trump as you call them, yeah. and you get a letter in the mail from the, the Republican <laughs> National Senate Committee asking you for money, and you get one from Donald Trump the same day asking for money, who gets the money? Donald Trump, because right. you're an idiot. And um, I mean, you gotta you got to look at Trump and realize that he's always been nothing but a media creation. He was not a good businessman. All he did was declare bankruptcy and walk away. And uh, he was never a billionaire. Never, ever. Never, no, no. And uh, and yet the media called him one. Um, and, and they gave him a free airtime, which is why he, he was able to beat uh, Hillary Clinton, because they knew people would watch. And that's that's insane. It is uh, they 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 had a res- they have a responsibility because they get their broadcast airwaves free access to them, they have an obligation to serve the public interest and to uh, to be truthful about the news. None of them do that anymore. No, if it, you know, if it's the old, if it bleeds, it leads, or if it's sexy, or if it is uh, uh, the same. I mean, Trump falls into the line of the old carnival geek. The guy in the pit <laughs> eating the live chicken. And that, right. That's Trump, right? And that's what they're leading with on the news. The carnival geek has become the new symbol of American media. And uh, Trump is definitely filling that role. And, you know, I get really frustrated with American media. Uh, I never watch Fox because it just makes me angry. They're blatantly lying and I want to argue with them, and I just don't want to watch that shit. It's just ridiculous. I don't want to give them any sense of legitimacy because they're not legitimate. And, you know, when I do watch, I don't watch. I mean, I'll have TV news going on in the background all the time. I don't really pay that close attention. I'm waiting not for full stories. I'm waiting for headlines. When I see something that interests me, I say, okay, cool. And then I go investigate it. I don't listen to those fucks because they only give us a clickbait. But one of the, one of the uh, sources that's kind of bothering me is CNN. Yes. CN, CNN is, is now being run by some conservative fuck and I watch CNN and I don't know what they're doing. If everybody is taking a side, it's almost like CNN is becoming Fox light. And if that's the case, I won't watch those motherfuckers at all. I won't even listen to them at all. 
Well, uh, I can tell you what's going on there. And, and we talked about it because we were reminiscing about our old positions, our old radio station. Right. And uh, before we got on the air here, the, the, the new head at CNN comes out of, like most of them do, out of the advertising background. They don't come out of the news <laughs> background. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and you can say this about pretty – it's the same with Fox. It's <clears throat> it's the same with, with the others. It's a marketing job, essentially. And they have decided that, okay, Fox, uh, Fox is kind of losing some uh, viewership because Trump turned against them. Right. That's that's a that's a niche where they can fill the void. So So they're, they're trying to pick be, up the stuff that's leaving yeah, Fox. Yeah, they're they're trying to be what they would call balanced. So they have uh, like Jake Tapper and others who were seen as liberal who are now starting to, you know, they're doing the Hannity thing. They're asking the questions or the Tucker Carlson thing that they're not saying Joe Biden is this. They're saying is it possible Joe Biden is this? You know, that kind of crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're doing that. It's obvious who anybody. Uh, Fox, of course, has never been news. They, they, even they call themselves entertainment when it goes to court. Also, I think they're, they're getting ready to have such a hard financial hit from uh, the voting machine companies. Oh, no question. There is no defense that they can offer that will not see them have to pay hefty, hefty fines. And maybe some of the personalities even will have, will be impacted. Certainly Tucker Carlson and Judge Janine and a few others that uh, pushed the idea that the uh, voting machine companies were corrupt and that certainly impacted them. Uh, there's no way out that they can possibly claim free speech or anything else. It's, it's, it's purely slander and, uh, uh, they will pay a price. So I think CNN has said, Oh, look, Fox probably won't be here long. We're going to take that niche. Right. Well, I don't know if you heard that, uh, right now Dominion is deposing some of the people from Fox News. They, yes. uh, they've got Hannity coming up. They've got Tucker Carlson. They got. <laughs> Janine drunk bitch Piro. Um, they've got a lot of people that they're talking to. They've already talked to a couple of them and they're going to talk to some more. And it's interesting. I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was the guy who runs Fox News, whoever the fuck that is said, said, we are going to prevail because we have the first amendment right and our journalists have a first amendment right. Well, a couple problems with that. You don't have any jur- journalist, and, and you've acknowledged that every time you've gone to court, every time before, because you've said, we're not journalists, we're entertainers, and I can't believe anybody would believe any shit coming out of our mouth. That is their defense. That's not going to work in this situation. It's one thing to lie about politics, another thing to slander an entity, a human or a company. If you cost that company money or whatever, you're going to get fucking sued. And, and let's be honest, Dominion's not a small company. No. They can fuck with Fox all day long, and they will. Yeah, they've got just as many lawyers, and their lawyers are just as good, maybe better. Right, absolutely. Uh, Fox, as we know it, is getting ready to take that huge hit, and CNN, not being stupid, sees that a void will be there to be filled, and they are going to fill it. Well, see, the thing about it is, though, Ed, is that 
CNN is trying to grab a niche. Maybe they're losing to MSNBC. They're going to grab this niche from Fox. But here's my problem with that, that whole strategy. The people that watch Fox are the Trumplefucks, are the, uh, the, the, the toothless few, but there isn't that many of them and they're losing ground every day. I mean, you always had the 30% base that stands yep. by Donald Trump and they will always stand by Donald Trump. But then there were the more normal Republicans, if there is such a thing that just voted Republican because they're Republican. But now with all this stuff coming out, if we find out Donald Trump was truly a traitor and was dealing with adversarial countries with these top secret documents, that's going to cause a lot of damage to that mindset, that ideology. So a lot of those people in the midpoint in the Republican Party, even kind of far right, that aren't quite as far right as these crazy Trumplefucks, they're going to lose them. So CNN might be fighting for a niche in the market, but that market's not only small now, but it's going to get smaller. It doesn't make any sense to go after a fucking dying market. Well, you know, they're looking at the short term, I think, more than anything. They can, <clears throat> they probably figure they can always reinvent themselves just by firing Jake Tapper and uh, whoever the others yeah. are that, that, yeah. that they're tasking with this, you know, and say, and, you know, come right back. Who knows? You know, the, the fact is corporate media is, it's, it should be an oxymoron because you cannot have media outlets being owned by corporations that have a political viewpoint they want expressed. And they right. all do. Right. <laughs> Their uh, uh, national public radio and television, to an extent, are a little better. But we worked in public radio. We know that uh, especially, I mean, there was a larger public radio entity uh, where we were who was very much dependent on corporate cash. And it's not so much that they toe the corporate line and uh, say what they want the corporations to say, it's that they don't go after them for the things that they're doing wrong. They just ignore it right? in order to get their corporate donations. So, uh, you know, they'll take money from the oil companies and not do a story about the oil spill. You know, that's the kind of thing that happens with uh, public radio and right. television. And, I, you know, I don't think there is an entity, a media entity out there, whether it be fucking Joe Rogan or CNN or a local radio station or a local uh, TV station. I don't think there's a single entity out there that doesn't have their integrity for sale. For the no. right amount of money, they'll do whatever it takes to make that money. And even if it goes against the grain of what they believe they don't care because it's not about informing the public it's not about telling the news in a in a in a, an objective way it's about making fucking money and that's the problem and, and you, know, you know you mentioned this earlier too and i think this is a problem with the country generally we have that in the media that's fucked up we're not informed properly but even in the medical business i i have told the stories i'm going through with the surgery i'm having next week and uh Everywhere I went with with the medical business, it's like, I'm going to upsell you this. I'm going to do this. Make sure you get this money in. The idea of taking care of somebody and, and providing health care is secondary to the fucking money. And that's where our problem is. 
Oh, absolutely. And um, and and uh, healthcare is also run by corporations. Now, absolutely. I just, read, I just read a story this morning. This happened to be in Texas, uh, where all bad things go, uh, <laughs> except for Florida. <laughs> the rest go there. But uh, uh, a hospital had told their OBGYN surgeons, if it's a choice between performing an abortion or letting the mother die, you let the mother die. That's fucking amazing to me. It's just truly amazing. I mean, how draconian can a country that's supposed to be caring about its people become? It's fucking amazing. Well, it's it's because there is a movement going on in this country that uh, it seems like a goodly portion of the Republicans at least ascribe to and a portion of the Supreme Court, certainly um, Amy Barrett and uh, probably Alito and, uh, you know, uh, maybe others, I'm not sure, but the this extreme religious thing that's going on, there's the... What are they? The uh, don't come to me in just a second. The uh, new apostolic reformation, right? The these uh, these wackos who uh, they they don't even look at the Bible anymore, other than as kind of a background. Their basic theme is okay. Jesus can't come back until we take over everything. Right now, Roger Stone and uh, General, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mike one, Flynn? My, yeah, and Mike Flynn are touring with these people. Right. And uh, uh, this, is, this is a real thing. This is the danger of the Handmaid's Tale coming true right here in our country, because these are the people who really do want that to happen. Right, right. And... <laughs> They could care less about a woman's life. Uh, it, it, women are for uh, procreation, pleasure, and to do the dishes in their world. I tried to convince my wife of that, and uh, she she explained to me that I have to sleep at some point, and don't be surprised <laughs> if you don't fucking wake up. Now, but don't you don't don't you get the sense though? I mean, I do. I, I look at things and I get different vibes off of everything. You know, it's kind of taking a 60s vernacular. And I see the tide shifting. And what I see about this abortion thing is that what's going to happen in my mind is the midterms are going to go well for the Democrats. And as soon as they do, the first thing they're going to do is codify Roe v. Wade. Then this whole abortion thing is going to be tossed aside. Those people are going to lose. They will have caused a mess for a time, but that's not going to stand. That's not going to hold. That's going to change. Too many people in this country uh, like Roe v. Wade and like that constitutional opportunity for women. It can't hold because a small percentage of the people are the one driving this shit. Oh, I agree with you 1,000%, and that's, we will keep the Senate. That's me knocking wood. I, I don't think there's, uh, I'm not going to jinx it. I'm just saying it's looking very good that we'll keep the Senate, maybe even improve on it. The House is a little shakier, but I do believe you're right that what you're hearing is not thunder. It's the marching feet of millions of women headed to the polls who are going to bring the blue wave and a lot of them will will have voted republican last time yeah i mean what one of the things that the republicans always complain about 
is that they cannot believe that Joe Biden got uh, 81 million votes. It's never happened before, so it's got to be uh, got to be a trick. It's got to be some kind of fraud. That that's really what they believe. They believe they can't understand why Joe Biden, who's relatively a normal, he's not a real charismatic guy. Um, they couldn't believe that he got that, so it had to be a fake. What they fail to understand is the reason Joe Biden got it is because they were all scared to death of Donald Trump. And I think with all that's gone on, with the overturning of Roe v. Wade and some of these investigations, people are just as scared now going into the midterms. And and I'm, I don't know if this is just hopeful thinking or I believe it, but I think we're going to see an unprecedented amount of people voting when it comes to uh, the midterms. And it's going to be a similar situation as to what we saw in 2020, but it's going to be even far worse. I think you're right. And um, I, 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 uh, I use the phrase again, from your lips to God's ear. I, I think we can do a great deal, but codifying Ray, uh, Roe versus Wade, or Roe, has to be the first order of business. If we can deliver that, I mean, Joe just delivered big time on a lot of things, the uh, the student loan forgiveness, interest rates, and, and all of the things that that particular uh, uh, executive order that he put out there does uh, will also help. A lot of folks are going to be very grateful for what he did. It may not have been quite what they wanted, all of it, but it's a step in the right direction for sure. And it could be uh, by by congressional action, a lot more can be done on that. Well, what I think a lot of people don't understand, and I guess I didn't understand it either. You know, I'm thinking to myself, what Joe Biden did with the loan loan forgiveness was not enough. Giving people $10,000 off doesn't stop the payments and doesn't make it any more. I, I said the only thing Biden did by doing that ten or twenty thousand dollars is ensured that people will pay until their late forties as opposed to their late fifties. They gave them a ten year, a ten year uh, pass, but that's not something they're going to deal with at all. But I kind of understand where Joe Biden came from as I, I'm thinking about this. This is an executive order, and uh, you know. Presidents can make executive orders, but there is some accountability there. It has to go to court to see if it's constitutional. It could be thrown back in his face. So if he walked out there and said, okay, $50,000, they might have said, yeah, that's too far. We're not going to give you anything. So he's in his mind thinking, I got to get something. I got to show that I've done something. And to me, the $10,000 in real terms is just a fucking gesture. It's not really a fix to a problem we have, and we should be fixing problems. But like you say, if the midterms go well, that may not be the last word on student loan forgiveness. If we've got a position to put it through Congress and get rid of the filibuster or whatever the fuck we do, they could, the progressives could come in and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to give you an, a dollars $40, $40, more. So I see that as a potential as well as the codifying Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And this is the thing. His executive order did more than just the ten or 20000 depending upon you had Pell Grant or not. Uh, it did some things with, with interest rates. I don't have it right here in front of me, but everything about it was positive. But, yeah, it does need work. I mean, the problem with the student loans is, and I point this out to people all the time, when I got my student loan, my student loan was at uh, 2%. 
Right. And uh, Republicans later raised that to 7%. And right. the way the procedure works, those loans can be sold and resold and the interest rate can be bumped up. And the payments always go to interest first. Right. Right. So you don't touch the principal for years and years and years and years. And uh, that's the problem. You can't pay off something. And like, well, you've had a mortgage. You know how they work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, after, after time, they kind of, they, what you're paying on the interest goes down and what you're paying on the principal goes up. And so eventually you're able to pay, pay off their loan. They need to speed up that process and they need to make sure that the loans are not usurious to begin with because 7% on a student loan, uh, that's prohibitive to me. And it should be by government action, no more than 2%, period. When I, when I was looking into this uh, student loan forgiveness thing, I came across some facts that I thought was kind of interesting. I, I think I mentioned them on the podcast, but it's worth mentioning. Um, do you know what it would cost to pay off every student loan in this country? Do you know what that would be? Oh, I'm going to say $300 billion. No, $1.7 trillion. Now, that's a lot of money. That's and I can understand money. why people might kick about that. But then let's compare that to the two trillion that they gave the rich people who didn't need the money and nobody said a fucking word nobody said how can we afford this what's this going to do to our kids how what's it going to do to inflation they sent the two trillion so in my mind i'm thinking to myself okay congress can sit here and say look we can give rich people who don't need it and it's not going to trickle down because for 50 years it hasn't trickled down we can give them two trillion or we could just pay off all loans, improve the economy, and help the people in this country. And somehow Congress said, you know, fuck it. Let's give it to the rich people because we know they're going to give us money back. So don't tell me exactly. that, don't tell me that forgiving the loans is impossible because you're already doing it and just pissing away the money as opposed to doing something good for the public. This is a good point to bring up PPP. Do you remember PPP? Oh, yeah, I do. In fact, I had, you know, I had a small, you know, I'm basically a one-man business. I had people coming to me, you got to get a PPP loan. I said, why? Well, so you can pay your 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 staff when, when, when this pandemic's going on. I don't have a fucking staff. And they said, it doesn't matter. Everybody can get it. It's free fucking money. I said, no, I'm not doing that. That's going to get me in trouble later. I'm not just going to take the money because it exists. But you know what? A lot of fucking people did. That's exactly right. As a matter of fact, when it was proposed, it was supposed to go to mom and pop shops, essentially, so they could retain their workers during the shutdown. I've got a restaurant. I had to lay off my wait staff and my cook and all of those people. I got an empty storefront right now, but I want to start it back up. I'm going to pay those people to just hang back right. so that they're there. When it, that was the idea, right? Right. And right. none of the money was supposed to go to a publicly traded company that had any liquid liquidity that would uh, allow them to uh, continue to exist, even though they might not be functioning. They, but it was to the people who didn't have, a, you know, a, a few hundred thousand in the bank to carry them through. Right. It was supposed to be if you had had a couple of employees, uh, you would have qualified certainly. Right. But Joel Austin didn't qualify, but he got four point three million. Right. And Taylor Green didn't uh, qualify uh, for her construction company. She got one hundred eighty three thousand. Matt Gates got uh, 
I think it was 3.4, 346,000, um, and so on and so on. Mike and, Pence's uh, brother got 80 grand. And yeah. there were, there were several in there that got two and three million dollars. Absolutely. You know, the, the thing is, the interesting thing is the government didn't do this to do a favor to the businesses. They didn't even do it to do a favor for the people that were the employees. What they did it for, because they foresaw the potential problem, is that you need to keep these people hanging on so that when it comes back up, we can go back at full speed. But guess what? They didn't do that with the money. Now we've got a shortage of employees because they found better situations or better jobs or whatever. And now we've got this shortage of employees. Had these people done what they were supposed to do, they would have kept these people on and things would have transitioned to where we are now in a much better place. But part of that I'm thankful for, because now at least employees have some power. Well, the the thing is that it would have been bad enough that way. I mean, you know, Matt Gates took his $346,000 and, and bought bubble gum to pass out to the kids at recess. The, to the get a date. Ladies, you know, to get a date or something. Whatever he did with it, we don't know. He didn't give it to any of his employees, right? Neither yeah. did Marjorie. None, none of these people did, most of whom were unqualified to get the loan in the first place. And yet those loans were, wait for it, Forgiven. Forgiven, yes. I mean, these people, the people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and some of these other fucks, they're the ones crying about the student loan forgiveness. But they're so out of touch, they don't realize they're going to be called out on even bigger loans give to them, given to them for no fucking reason, not helping anybody, and they're forgiven. It's yeah, ironic that they, they seem to be fine as long as you give rich people free money. But when they once they give money to people who need it, that are the working class in this country. Oh, no, that's a bridge too far. Absolutely. And in this case, most of those people didn't get a dime. It was, uh, you know, Trump threw open the gates and yelled, Zooey! and all of his Republican friends came running in with their baskets for the money. And yeah. and um, and the, the people that were supposed to be doing the oversight. Did none. Right. Uh, Mnuchin was supposed to be in charge of the oversight. He didn't do crap. No. And what's Mnuchin? He got a million. Got a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. Right. Well, and that's the point. You know that when Donald Trump was in office, when it came to money and and tax breaks to the rich, it was a fucking free for all. And no, and yeah. nobody, including including. You know, I'll talk to Democrats right now and go, "Well, that's a lot of money," and I'm just worried we're going to saddle our uh, uh, saddle our uh, our kids with a lot of debt. Well, you you didn't say a fucking thing when they gave two trillion dollars to the to the rich people every fucking year. They gave them a break for the last fifty years. Nobody said a goddamn thing about it. And then they say, well, this this deal is going to cost us a lot of money. And I made another comparison. Okay, this deal is going to cost between three hundred billion and four hundred billion dollars. A lot of money. Granted. But not that much money when you consider the fact that we give the Defense Department every year anywhere from eight hundred million to a trillion dollars or eight hundred million to a trillion dollars every year. And that's that's like twenty times more than any other country go gets 
or, or provides. And, and, and the reason they do that is not because we need the protection because we're pretty well covered with that. It's to feed those pigs in the military industrial complex so that they can in turn send money back to Congress. I had a little plan. If you're worried about how much this loan forgiveness is going to cost, it's say $350 billion. You're troubled with that. How about next year, instead of giving the uh, the Defense Department $800 billion, which they don't need, give them $500 billion. Use the $300 billion that's pretty much wasted going to the military-industrial complex and pay for this fucking loan repayment. Yeah, or skip a year on subsidizing the oil companies. Yeah, that's, that's fucking amazing to me. Why do we subsidize people who are making billions and trillions of fucking profits? Why do, why do we need to subsidize them? Well, here's an example. They just appropriated 300 and I think it's, $345 billion. I may be wrong on that figure, but I think I'm right. To cap abandoned wells that are leaking <laughs> methane. Wow. These are wells that the oil companies drilled and walked away from because they're tapped out for oil, or at least uh, that's easily available from these wells, but they just walked away from them and they're spewing methane into the atmosphere. So now the government is going to go in and pay to cap these wells while the oil companies are making record profits. Right. And, you know, and, and they always say that the Democrats are stopping them from drilling. We need them to drill more because we want to be energy independent. What they don't tell us is that there are tons of leases out there that aren't even being fucking used. Why do we need to provide more leases if they aren't using the ones they fucking have? Well, this is the point, of course, and the reason is because they give a lot of money to politicians. They all own one or two, you know, yeah, actually probably, probably a lot more than that. But you only need a couple, really. Um, I mean, we've seen how one senator can do a pocket veto on something, right? Uh, right. Rand Paul, his pockets are full. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, others, because uh, they're in safe districts. Because Kentuckians are apparently insane or brain dead (laughs) because they got Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul. (laughs) I mean, what does that tell you? But they're in these safe districts where nobody will come after them. They'll they'll retain their seat no matter what they do. They could take a bill and shove it up their butt and nobody can do anything about it. And that's why we subsidize oil companies and why we're capping these wells. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. You know, when I look at Kentucky, I look at Mitch McConnell. If you talk to people in Kentucky, nobody likes Mitch McConnell. How, how does he keep winning? Nobody likes Rand Paul. His fucking neighbor kicked his ass. How does he keep winning? I mean, if we want to talk about election fraud, we should do a deep dive into fucking Kentucky and find out how these idiots keep getting elected. Well, I, oh yeah, you don't have to look much beyond uh, how they draw the districts. Um, yeah, and, true. you know, the, the gerrymandering and how that goes and, and, and so forth. And it is so deep there. And also the population is largely uneducated. They, you know, they, they mine coal for a living. For, they go into, they purposely go into deep, dark holes and work all day on their hands and knees until they can no longer stand up straight, get black lung and die. And they, and, and they want to keep doing it. Yeah. That, that's the 
that that is the only thing that's worse than uh, doing what we did and going in the deep dark hole and working in fucking radio. <laughs> Go in there, work your ass off, don't get paid much, but oh, you got the fame. Fuck that. Yeah, it's uh it's it's kind of crazy and uh, but yet they continue to do it. And um so that it shouldn't be a surprise that they continue to elect morons. Absolutely. Well, we're at that point. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll do some digging, see if we hear of anything with this affidavit being released, because we're right. We're recording this right when this is happening. So maybe we can be uh, current and on top of things. So we'll take a quick break and we will be right back. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are back on the Rational Boomer podcast, and of course, while we were doing the show here, they released the affidavit that led up to Donald Trump's house being searched by the FBI. Now, it's interesting, Ed, you and I just listened to some stuff that's going on. It's all the preliminary stuff about this document being released, redacted, but released. And a lot of people thought, I thought that with it being redacted, there's nothing we could learn from it. It would be so redacted that it would be, you know, not useful to anybody. What we're finding out now, it was redacted, but uh, we're finding out a lot now. What it said was that we now know why they justified going in to grab these things and why they sent it to the DOJ for criminal purposes. So, that doesn't yeah. help Donald Trump and the Republicans at fucking all. Uh, not at all. Number one, the, the the number one thing it does is it reveals that these were not, quote, rogue agents like so many of the, the Washington Republicans were maintaining. Uh, this was a straight up DOJ investigation justified by the fact that when they went through the original boxes they got from Mar-a-Lago, they found like 184 different documents that were classified in various ways, including at least one that gave away our intelligence gathering methodology that would be of tremendous value to any foreign country that we currently surveil. Um, uh, many of these documents had written notes on them in the president's handwriting, uh, showing that he was going to do something else with these, I think. Um, but, you know, that's my own. Uh, they didn't say that, but that's my own guess on that, that he was trying to figure out how can I make this pay? Um, so they had no, uh, and, and it also shows that it took seven months before they made, they finally threw up their hands and said, let's go get them and went in to get these remaining boxes. Uh, so uh, none of that sits well for Trump. No, it doesn't. And, 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 and it shows why it became criminal. Because when they got the first 15 boxes, they noted all these classified documents, these highly top secret documents. They saw Donald Trump's handwriting on it. They know that Donald Trump went through the boxes. So the idea that Donald Trump just grabbed some boxes accidentally and had no idea what was in them is not fucking true. 
the facts prove that to be different. So when they got the 15 boxes and they found what was in them, they saw Donald Trump's writing and how he handled these things in an unsecured location. That's when it became criminal in their mind. That's why they went to the DOJ. And frankly, now that we know what we know, completely justified. I mean, the only thing we could complain about here is why did it take seven months for them to fucking do it? They should have done it the week after they knew about it. One would think so. And I, I'm not going, I, I don't have the all of the information on that to be able to render a judgment about it. I, you know, my knee jerk is to, yeah, exactly. They should have gone in. The other thing is, of course, is that uh, his lawyers and so forth have maintained, well, he declassified the information, so there's there's no there there. Well, that's bullshit, because quite simply, you can you can declassify a piece of paper, right? right. But you can't you can't make the information on it go away, and that information has to be protected. You cannot declassify. Uh, a piece of paper that gives away our entire intel or a portion of our intelligence gathering uh, methodology that can never be declassified because it would render such harm to our intelligence gathering operation that that it would be catastrophic. You cannot declassify something like that. It has to be maintained in complete secrecy in a secure facility, which the basement of Mar-a-Lago is not. No, it's definitely not. And, 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 you know, the thing about it is, is, is that when they went in there and took the 15 and realized there was more there, they said to him, you got to fucking, you got to secure this shit. That's scary shit. You got to secure that shit. So you know what they did? <laughs> they, bought a fucking, a lock. <laughs> they put a fucking padlock on the goddamn thing. Cause we know. When it comes to Russian spies and Chinese spies and Saudi Arabian spies, <laughs> a standard padlock from the from the hardware store will stop them every time. Yeah, I mean they just there's no way around that shit. <laughs> no, fuck no. That's pretty much so so as I said before, everybody in the Republican Party, yeah, release the affidavit. The only reason they said that, because they didn't think it would be released. They wanted to be able to say, oh, see, they're covering it up. Now, yep. th this is a perfect example of be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. This blows up Donald Trump and the Republicans trying to make some ridiculous statements about this, trying to create some cover or chaos around it. It's pretty clear what was going on. What Donald Trump did is he had top secret documents in an unsecured location that he didn't have clearance for. People had access to these documents. And I'm sorry, that's fucking illegal. That's big time illegal. That's going to jail illegal. If this were 50 years ago, this is stand in front of a uh, firing squad illegal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, what it also made clear, um, the affidavit David made clear was that they, or the supplement to the affidavit uh, that they filed with the judge uh, justifying the redactions was that we have to protect these witnesses because, for example, the FBI agents involved identity has already been exposed and they have been subjected to death threats from the general public. Right. Two comments, two comments on that. Number one, uh, that should never be allowed to happen. And, and whoever released those identities of those agents should be liable. They should be locked up for a good long time as to anyone who gives a threat. 
against uh, an, an FBI agent. There was a, a Florida representative, I don't remember his name at the moment, who, who said that, um, you know, they, um, FBI agents and, and people like that should be allowed to be shot on site in Florida. Right. You know, that, that was a, he made that public statement. He should be locked up. Sorry. Well, we, we know, we know who's releasing this shit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Democrats, it's Republicans like, like, uh, uh, like Jim Jordan, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Matt Gates, like Paul Gosar. I mean, these people are already in trouble regarding the insurrection, but <laughs> this shit's going to come down on them too, because what they're doing is highly illegal and threatening the lives of other people just because they want to make some fucking political statement. Uh, this is this is something that, and it, it's a little off the topic, but I'm going to throw it in anyway. I've said it before, but it has to be done. They have got to stop. They have got to draw a line between, quote, freedom of speech and threats. There is a big difference, and I don't care if I'm the local school board guy or if I'm an FBI agent or if I'm a, a, a clerk in a, in a drugstore. I don't care. If somebody threatens my life or threatens me harm, that person should be subjected to a heavy fine and prison time. Both, not either, both. And it should be done every time, every time. That's the only way you will ever quash it. Now, this this, this is a statement in that affidavit, and it kind of tells us everything. It says, there is probable cause to believe that additional documents that contain classified NDI or that are presidential records subject to record retention requirements currently remain at the premises. That's after they picked up the first 15. There is also probable cause to believe that the evidence of obstruction will be found at the premises, the heavily redacted 38-page affidavit Said Now, NDI refers to national defense information, a category of documents considered highly sensitive. So the idea that they just stormed in because they don't like Donald Trump or don't run want him running for president in 2024, we knew was ridiculous, but this verifies that it's ridiculous. He had classified documents. They got them, but they had a strong reason to believe that they still had more. So you got two problems here. You've got somebody who's unclassified who doesn't shouldn't have these documents, but now they are obstructing justice in the process. They're trying to keep it away from the people who own this, the US government. That explains very clearly why Donald Trump got searched and why he's currently fucked and everybody around him is currently fucked. That's right. And and when they say obstruction, they're not talking about the lawyers. They're not talking about the 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 security guards or or the gardener at uh, Mar-a-Lago, they're talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. What's this here now? Um, here's an. I think this is also comes from it. This is a a preliminary triage of the documents with classification markings reveal the following approximate numbers 184 unique documents bearing classified markings including 67 documents marked as confidential 92 documents marked as secret and 25 documents marked as top secret further the fbi agents observed markings reflecting the following compartments uh uh, compartments dissemination controls hcs uh 
FISA, ORCON, no foreign, and um, SI based. Let's see, based on my training and experience, I know that documents classified at these levels typically contain NDI. Several of the documents also contained what appears to be the F POTUS handwritten notes, the former POTUS. So, again, that goes back to what I said before. They were saying, oh, they just accidentally put the boxes on the fucking helicopter and they took them home. They didn't know what was in them. I heard Jared uh-huh. Kushner being interviewed and he said, well, I'm not even sure the president knows what was in them. Well, his fucking handwriting's on them. <laughs> and we know from witnesses, multiple witnesses, that Donald Trump himself went through these boxes. So that argument, that defense is non-existent anymore. We also know from surveillance footage that a number of the boxes that were in the storeroom with the padlocks that they put on it were moved to a separate location, uh, which to my knowledge has not been named, and whether or not it was secured even by padlocks, I have no idea. But the implication is that no, they weren't. Well, and see, that's, that people say, how do you know that? Well, what they did is they subpoenaed the the video, the, the CCTV stuff inside the Mar-a-Lago, and they watched people go into that room and pull boxes out. They not only know that they did it, they know who the fuck did it. And that's why I say Donald Trump's not the only one that's going to go down here. No, not at all. And uh uh I hope uh, Jared gets uh, gets the most out of his $2 billion as quickly as he can. I don't know, yeah. but I would suggest he do it because I think he's going down too. I and so is, so is most of the other Trumps. Well, and you know, it's funny watching all those people that were Trump that stood by Trump are now trying to rehabilitate themselves like they can smooth it over and get through this. They're not getting through this. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, it's one thing to incite and facilitate an insurrection. That's bad. But when you take documents that are top secret um, out of the White House, that's a problem. But if there's any indication, and I think there will be some indication that Donald Trump actually did something with these things, that's going to rain down on fucking all of them because they didn't try to stop it. I mean, the fact that his handwritten notes are on it tells us a lot. The fact that he had him for 19 months and Donald Trump is a fucking child. You think he did nothing with these for 19 months? Uh, I doubt it. I'm sure he did plenty with it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I can see him going, oh, you know what I got in the basement? I got a, I got uh, this or that or other. You want to see it? You know, I'm sure uh, with, with uh, trying to impress people because that's what narcissists do. Well, and that's and that's the question. And it doesn't even really matter. Did he do it because he's a child and wants to look cool? Or did he do it to grift money from these adversarial countries? Did he do it to get leverage over other people in the government? It could be any one of those things or all of those things, but none of it makes it any less bad. No. Just having the documents is all we need. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, you know, the simple question has to be asked. Why do you have them? Because yeah. there is no legitimate answer as to why he had them. There's no then, legal answer to as why he had them. He's got such bad lawyers, they allowed him to demand that he be given those back. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they, they had the audacity to write a document that says, I want all my shit back. See, he really believes that those documents are his. He oh, has yeah. no comprehension that the government owns them, and there is some concern about the security of this country because a dumb fuck like he has them. If you want to get, you know, I I come from the entertainment world. I mean, I was a theater major in college. I was an actor, and and I I kind of lucked my way into broadcasting and 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 journalism too, but. My heart is always in the theater. And if you want to know everything you need to know about Donald Trump, just watch the movie Born Yesterday and concentrate on uh, uh, the central male figure in that, the, uh, the bad guy played by Broderick Crawford. He's Trump. He, you might as well, you know, put a wig on the guy and you got Trump. I mean, this, this is a person who knows nothing except they have appetites they want to fill. And that's what Trump is. Well, when you listen to Donald Trump, the only thing he crows about is ratings or how many people came to his rally. He has no comprehension or no concern for the danger he put this country in. I mean, let's let's think about this. We know he was behind the insurrection in an attempt to attempt a coup on this country. That's bad. And now we find out he has documents that he's giving probably to adversarial countries. Is there is there a greater enemy to this country in our history than Donald Trump? I don't I don't fucking think so. I can't think of one. I mean, we've had some shabby people. I mean, we had uh, remember that, you know, the Confederate States of America, uh, all of the senators who were uh, from the southern states, uh, all of the elected officials from the southern states committed treason right. when they withdrew from the country. So, yeah, we've had plenty of treasonous people before. But uh, and we forgave most of them uh, and let them come back in and um, and and we shouldn't have. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, hell no. But uh, it would be a much different country if we had handled that differently. But uh, at any rate, uh, there have been treasonous people before, but we hung Benedict Arnold. And uh, uh, his transgression was probably uh, not any worse than what Trump has done or is capable of doing. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, we talk about we talk about Richard Nixon and his crimes, which his crimes are minuscule compared to Donald Trump. But when he left office, he was pardoned, yes, but he was pretty much a pariah. Like you said, he was pretty much locked in San Clemente where his home was, and he couldn't really do anything. But over time, over time, people forgot because that's what they do, or they didn't think it was a big deal because it was 20 or 30 years later. And he became, as much as he didn't deserve it, kind of an elder statesman. You know, people gave him some some uh, credibility at the end. That's never going to happen to Donald Trump. This shit's just going to get worse for him. He is fucking done. He will be a pariah till he dies, and the sooner the fucking better. Yeah, I'm no fan of Nixon, but I got to say that of, of the Republican presidents in my lifetime, except for Eisenhower, yeah, uh, Nixon was probably um, uh, one of the least guilty. You have uh, Reagan. Right. Who collaborated with our enemies in Iran and provided them with uh, parts and uh, uh, for their uh, their own war machine and uh, and uh, fuel death squads with the money he got from that in South America. 
he should have died in prison. Yes, quite simply, should've. and if he hadn't been a vegetable at the end, he probably would have. Then you have George uh, George W. Bush the first, who took us into a war to restore not a who uh, uh, you had a you had a dispute between Iraq and Kuwait, and neither one was better than the other. I mean, we're trying to sell Kuwait as the good guys when they still have slaves, for God's sake. Right. Uh, you know, they, they were just as bad as, as Iraq and were in fact stealing oil from Iraq. I'm not a fan of Iraq. Don't get me wrong, but he took us into that war and Americans died. Then you got his son who in collaboration with a lot of other Washington assholes uh, lied us into another war in which other, a lot of other Americans got killed. Two of them, as a matter of fact, and roped us into our longest war ever in Afghanistan, where we accomplished absolutely nothing. And then you got Trump, who's trying to sell us out to the Russians, the Chinese, or whoever he can, or North Korea, whoever he can uh, uh, sell our secrets to. So every Republican president of my lifetime, except Ike, was a criminal who should have gone to prison. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the the one saving grace for George W. Bush is that when he ended and Obama took over and took over the shit show, which was the con- country economically, and, and, and Obama helped bring us back, but at that point, I think it was pretty well thought that, that George W. Bush was easily the dumbest president we ever had. Yep. Well, unfortunately, when Donald Trump got in, I was so I, I, I saw that he was so dumb and so criminal. I kind of missed George W. Bush because at least there was some semblance of normalcy. You know, like with with Richard Nixon, at least he had a sense about how to do the job. Donald Trump was criminal. He was stupid and he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. No, I mean, Nixon did some good things, the, the Clean Air Act and and, uh, and and other things that you could point to, uh, opening up China and uh, easing tensions there. There were many things he did that that were good. He was he had he he wanted to hold on to power and he wanted to cover up something that probably would have been a black eye against him. But he might have gotten reelected if he hadn't gone down that path. I was not a fan. But uh, still, he was much less, he did much less harm to the country than either Reagan or the Bushes or certainly Trump. No question. No question. So now we've got these people who were begging to have this affidavit released, and now it's released. <laughs> and all it does is fuck them over more. That's what I thought was coming. And, uh, you know, right now, Ed and I are recording this. Uh, at the time they released it. So when we took the break, we were kind of looking at seeing what was going on. So we're looking at all preliminary shit right now. There's going to be some other shit that comes down and comes to pass that's going to be dug out of that 38-page fucking document, and it's not going to be good for Donald Trump. This may be the demise of Donald Trump and the Republicans at this point because the Republicans are trying to protect this dumb fuck, and that's the last thing they should be doing. Well, that's right. But you've got to remind the thing you need to bear in mind is that there are very few decent Republicans left. You go back to Newt Gingrich, who made the determination, we got to get rid of these reasonable people if we're going to rule in perpetuity. We've got to get these doctrinaire stooges. That's what we need that will lockstep and do exactly what we 
We tell them. So they primaried the hell out of anybody decent. And over the next few years, they were able to produce the very worst uh, a group of know-nothings and doctrinaire idiots that have ever been foisted upon Washington. And that we've seen that there were two exceptions, uh, who two people who had a little bit of principle, and that was Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. But, you know, I was just looking at Kinzinger yesterday being very much against uh, forgiving the student loans. So uh, uh, they are still not the kind of people that the country needs. But I, I salute them both for what they have done. But that doesn't mean I would ever vote for either of them. And the rest of them, the McCarthy's and the McConnell's and all of these other people, my God, they went to the bottom of the barrel and they kept digging until they got the current Republican lineup in the Senate and the House, especially the House. Well, yeah, exactly. I think McConnell's kind of backed off of this. I think he's almost resigned to the fact that he's going to be out of business here come the midterms. He knows the Senate's going to be a lost cause. It's going to go to the Democrats. He said, I'll probably resign after that if we lose the Senate. So I think McConnell, I mean, he's 150 years old. He should fucking go anyway. Chuck Grassley from Iowa, he's 175 years old. That dumb fuck should go because he's, he's just a, just a sycophant to Donald Trump. He should, this, be, in, he should be in prison though. I mean, at, at least McConnell came out afterward and said this was an insurrection and it's, and it's, uh, right. Uh, Trump's fault. I mean, Grassley was ready to, uh, he knew that they were going to take out Pence and that it would be up to him to decertify the election and he was ready to do it. Prison time for Chuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm wondering what they're going to say now. You know, the Kevin McCarthy's, the Chuck Grassley's, uh, the Gosar's. It's pretty clear what went on, and it's pretty clear that it was justified to go in there and search the place because Donald Trump said, well, we just would have given them to you if you if you asked. They spent seven months trying to get this shit, and Donald Trump and all the people around him did everything they could to obstruct this shit. All of that is highly fucking illegal. All of it is, and they all will lie. They will in the face of, uh, you, you know, I, the only time I see these people now is on Fox News. They will not accept invitations to any other, uh, maybe CNN now. Maybe they'll go talk to Jake Tapper or uh, who's the other one? The woman is Judy. I, I can't remember her name, but uh, she's on the midday on CNN, just as bad as Jake. Right. Uh, right. Uh, doing everything he can to undermine uh, Biden. Uh, so, uh, but they, they, they're in this mode of, uh, you know, they'll, they'll go on Twitter every day or whoever does it. I'm sure they're not really doing these tweets themselves. No, of course not. Uh, you know, they've got some, uh, either they have a central, I mean, so many of them, it's exactly the same. I mean, you could look at Jim Jordan and then uh, Marsha Blackburn two minutes later, they'll have exactly the same talking point. So there's some sort of central uh, group that's, that's saying this is today's, this is what we're doing, you know, and then, and they probably handle it. You know, the, the senators or House members themselves probably don't see it until we do. <laughs> what you know, did I say today? <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> 
even though nobody's on true social or not enough people to make a difference, the media gets hold of everything that Donald Trump types out there. So it does get out to the public. And yeah. uh, he's been kind of on a rant lately. He knows he's losing. He knows he's in trouble. Now, when this has come out, Here's the interesting thing. I don't know if a lot of people know this. The Republicans and Donald Trump are saying, release the affidavit, release the affidavit. Did you know that nobody in the Trump organization, Donald Trump included, issued a motion to get it released? They were ranting about it, but they never made any legal effort to get it released. They didn't want the fucker released. And today is a perfect example of why, because it makes them look fucking guilty. Right. Well, his lawyers showed up at the hearing where the judge was going to take it under advisement. They didn't say a word. No. They just sat there. <laughs> so well, uh, obviously they didn't want it released. Well, who knows better what's going to be in that affidavit than Donald Trump? He's the one that read all the fucking documents. He knows what's going on. Of course, he doesn't want that out there because he already knows it's going to look bad. Or at least the people around him are telling him, Donald, this isn't going to look good. Yeah, I uh there's so much right now, and they're they're trying to misdirect every way they can. I was noticing yesterday they were going after Fauci again. Oh, uh, uh, what what's uh, what's her name? Megan Kelly. Remember her? Oh, uh, she is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's going after. Oh, you're going to pay when we get back in power. You know, I've seen that from a bunch of them. They're going to have these hearings over Fauci, who did nothing except try to save people's lives. Served. How many administrations had a career that, you know, and they make up this shit. Well, he developed the, the virus in conjunction with the Wuton uh, facility, blah, blah, lie, 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 lie. They twist. They take a little bit of truth and twist it into something that's terribly, terribly, just awful wrong. And, uh, and, and then they try to stand by it. And these people... I don't know. They can't be rehabilitated. No. I don't know what we're going to do with them, to be honest what, with you. What, what I don't understand is how they can continually lie. I need to say something inappropriate. It's my show, so I can say it. Megan Kelly, remember that TV, that movie, that TV movie they did about uh, her and some other women at, at Fox News being sexually abused by the, the, the main guy? What's his name? Uh, uh, Roger Ailes. Roger Ailes, yeah. yeah. At this point... If Megan Kelly, you know, she's crying, she was sexually abused. I hate that bitch so much, I don't care. I'm glad somebody fucking abused her because she is, she is a fucking lying piece of shit. I don't like her. I mean, she's on Fox News, so that makes her a, 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 a bad person anyway. But the lies continue, and I don't understand when you tell these lies and nothing comes to fruition. How stupid do you have to be to continue to follow them? Mike Lindell had a big event this weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm going to reveal all the evidence, and it's going to shake the world. Every state is going to flip the election. It's going to be fucking amazing. Now, this is like the ninth time he's done that. Next day, when it doesn't happen again, he goes, oh, all the media is working against me. They shut me down. They shut us out. We have no idea. How long are you going to believe this motherfucker? Well, you know, I mean, I, I used to think this guy's crazy, right? Yeah. I used to uh, uh, I used to think uh, um, he's he's beyond the pale. You know, he's this reformed 
we think, drug addict, whatever. Then I realized that he's doing exactly this is he he saw what Trump was doing and he's doing the same thing. He gets money for this. Right. Right. He's not spending his own money. He's sending out these fundraising things. And, and I see people on Twitter and on Facebook and different places who admire this crazy person. Absolutely. And they send him money. And that's how he's able to do this every time he does it. And they never learn. No, they, they don't never, ever, learn. ever learn that he's, he's defrauding them. And the thing about it is he's, he's what they call one of my own in that he's from Minnesota. His headquarters is about 10 miles from where I live. Uh, but this fucking guy is, I mean, he's taken a, a relatively thriving company that made a lot of money and pretty much run it into the ground. The people I feel sorry, the fucks that work for him, they aren't going to have a job anytime, sometime soon. And it's all going to be because Lindell can't do anything but double down on lie after lie after lie. He's there's no question he's going to crash and burn. He's going to end up broke, probably back on drugs. And you know what? Like Megyn Kelly, he fucking deserves it. Yeah, it, it certainly does. I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, uh, a couple of good friends of mine uh, worked on his infomercials for for a long time. Oh and, yeah, I remember that. You know, and uh, they found him to be a friendly guy who, uh, you know, no. And then suddenly Donald Trump shows up and guy loses his mind. Well, you know, I I, th I think there can be something said for that. I think a lot of people that followed Donald Trump were relatively normal people. There are people in Congress that followed Donald Trump or this whole ideology that were relatively normal beforehand. Uh, but somehow... They got, and I talked to the psychologist about this. He said, he said to me in the, in the podcast, he said, well, I think the way to deal with this is to be sympathetic to the other side, understand where they're coming from, and it's easier to deal with them. I said, that's all well and good. He, we, what he said is, you know, you think you're right. They think they're right. And I said, but here's the problem. I know I'm right. And yeah. I know they're wrong because what they're doing is illegal. How do you fucking be empathetic to somebody who is clearly doing something illegal, damaging to this country? He says, well, you don't really look at it that way. And he explained it to me. I don't buy into it. And I told him that. I said, you know, I like what you're saying. But in this situation, if you're wrong, you're fucking wrong and you need to pay the price. Well, let me put it this way. Um I know people who took out student loans and majored in things that they were never going to make a living at. Okay. Um, at the same time, uh, I, I, w I don't wish them, uh, hell, I was one of them <laughs> in a way yeah. I just lucked out. But, uh, I mean, majoring in theater arts, uh, is not a wise decision. No, unless you get a unless you get a backup, you know, I get mean, a if you want to, unless you want to eat and have a home, Exactly. Probably like not a I good say, choice. Like I say, I lucked out, you know, and it and it worked out for me. But uh, uh, most of my friends, it didn't. They either uh, did not wound up leaving their theater dreams behind, and uh, well, like the gentleman I was talking about who, who worked on those commercials, works for Orkin now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I tell, and does very well at it. By the I, way, I tell you this, Ed. As far as you know. You may feel good about the backup because it worked out. For me, 
when I got out of school and I wanted to be in radio, in retrospect, that was a fucking dumb choice. There's no <laughs> money in radio. There's no security in radio. I got lucky because I got a job with, with a pension and shit, but the likelihood of that happening to me was slim and none. So as bad as it is to say, hey, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to be a TV or movie star is fucking pie in the sky, going out and saying, okay, instead I'll be a radio guy, ain't much better. Well, that was it. I mean, I, here I was, an actor who was uh, was starving. So I decided, okay, I'll go to radio school that, uh, and and make money. And then imagine my surprise. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> but but it worked out. But what but what I'm saying is, I I have other friends who 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 took uh, you know uh, I don't know women's studies, whatever that uh there is no direct paycheck to right right and uh but i don't fault them forgive the loans i'm fine with that you make your mistakes you 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 adapt you know and as i've said before it's not about doing the students a favor uh here here's here's a set of figures that really spoke to me and it was uh, a tweet somebody sent to me and it came from a guy named i think it was kasim rashid now he's a TikToker. He's a very bright guy. He's got a lot of followers, a lot more than I've I seen, do. I've, I've seen his stuff, yeah. And, and what he said was, he, he laid this out in very specific terms. He said in 1968, to go to college, it was $300 a year. The average income was $7,700. Okay. In 2022, the average yearly cost of College is $11,000, and the average income is $52,000, which I think is a little high, but that's what it he is. says. Now, what he said in this, he says, if you took uh, the cost of college and matched it to the growth of income, then right now, a cost of a year in college should be about $2,000, $2,025. Now, if that were the case, then we wouldn't need a debt relief for these people. We wouldn't need to give them $10,000. So when people say, I paid my college loan, why can't they? You have to understand. What you're paying in college now is about 10 times or 20 times more than what somebody in the 60s and 70s were paying for college. Your income didn't go up that much, but the cost of college exploded. That's why we have a problem. And that's all based on fucking greed from the education business and the loan companies. Well, that's part of it. But they're also uh, back in that era. Uh, when I was started, I was, see, I, I started in 1968, right? Right, right. Um, the, the cost was actually about $300 per quarter in a state school of two, for a total of if you went three quarters and then worked in the summer like I did. That was about 900, so call it a thousand dollars for tuition books and so forth, right? Right. And, uh, of course your meals and all of that was extra. So you're looking at, um, you know, maybe two grand a year. Uh, is about what I invested. And uh, I, I worked for a year, so I saved up about six grand and I worked in the summers where I would make another grand or two in the summers. And I, and I worked in, in college, a work-study job in the theater department. And um, I was able to make it without any loans at all. But the, there was a huge government 
investment in education at the time. The Pell Grants were better. Right. Right. The, uh, and the, the, the institutions themselves got a lot of government money that has been gradually decreased over the years. So the only place they have to make that up is in the tuition. And, and of course, you know, they, they pay uh, every college football coach $2 billion a year. That doesn't right. help. Right. No, <laughs> but, that doesn't help. Uh, you know, the, uh, they, the government does not invest in uh, educational institutions at the same level they did then, and that is also a factor. Absolutely. Uh, the bottom line is, much like 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 healthcare, the uh, the cost of healthcare and the cost of education has skyrocketed based on greed, and our our incomes haven't grown nearly as much. So it's not surprising that we can't afford health care or college. My idea about college, you know, basically at this point, people, kids are going to college and, uh, you know, sp- uh, getting forty, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in debt to get a job to make forty thousand dollars a year. That makes no financial sense. I mean, if we're t- going to teach our kids, we've got to tell them how to invest and investing a hundred thousand dollars so you can get a job to get forty thousand or fifty thousand dollars is not fucking tenable. It's untenable to do that. So what I'm saying is if we can't get the government and we can't get the education people, uh, to bring down the prices, boycott the motherfuckers. I mean, at this stage, kids can go out, get certifications online and get pretty good jobs, making pretty good money. The tradesmen or tradeswomen, we have a shortage of that. So you can go get a job, train to be a plumber and make 50 to 75 bucks an hour. We need to make people understand that going to college for a four year degree that's just general is a total waste of fucking money. Yeah, you know, the the thing is, too, and, and I have to look back, you know, I mean, I went to a state school, East Tennessee State University. Before that, it was East Tennessee State College. Before that, East Tennessee State Teachers College. That's That was basically its mission, was right. to, to turn out the teachers that were needed, no matter what the name of it was. It was called East Tennessee State Normal School to begin with, which was also a teacher's college. But at any rate, it... uh Previous to about the year I started or a little before that, it was still a college. And that meant you got a liberal arts degree, uh, a a glorified high school education. Right. Right. It gave you, you know, a lot more of uh, English and, you know, the, the general subjects that a teacher would need to be aware of. And you could concentrate in math or whatever. But it it was mostly to uh, to prepare teachers to teach the next generation of kids so that they were smart enough to run the machines and, and right. so forth that we right. needed to do. As the universe, everything became a university and every department had to justify its existence. Uh, the professors aren't making this money and the, the assessed, the assistant and the adjuncts aren't making any money right. for the most part. This is all tied up in administration to be honest with you. And that can be cut. That can be dealt with. But it has to there has to be some sort of look paid at these institutions of higher learning that that make them accountable for what they do. And uh, I'm not saying everybody has to come out with a law degree or something like that, but you need to come out with something that will 
uh, unless, you know, unless your parents are rich and you can just, just go to college and have a good time and come out and, um, you know, be Work for uh, your dad. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing. All the Republicans right now are selling this loan forgiveness as a, a giveaway to the rich elites. You know, rich elites don't take out college loans. No, they, they don't, don't need them. They it's don't. only it's only the poor and the middle class and the lower middle class, I would say, that, that has to worry about borrowing money to go to college because – Parents will pay for it otherwise. And the fact is, it's just a flat out lie. The stipulation yeah. in this loan forgiveness thing is you've got to make a hundred, $125,000. I don't know about you, but I don't know any fucking elites that make under $125,000. It's just a flat out lie. That's what they do. They will lie and expect some idiots to believe it. And of course, some idiots will. Yeah, well, say you you make one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Your wife stays at home. You got five kids. Yeah. Are you going to be able to send them to college? Hell Fuck no. no! Fuck no! Fuck no! Um, we're 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 getting down to the end of things here. I I think it's wise since we only know a little bit right now. We'll know more later. Maybe recap what what happened with this affidavit. The affidavit was released regarding the search on Donald Trump's home. Uh, it was redacted, so there are some things in there we can't see, which makes some sense. But the bottom line is this affidavit did exactly the opposite of what the Republicans and Donald Trump hope. It showed in no uncertain terms that they had every reason to search his home and they were concerned about criminal activity. And way they state it, clearly there was some criminal activity here. Right. And though they don't identify witnesses, it, it lets us know that there were witnesses who can be identified and that the people who who both uh, the judge who uh, released this and the, the people who uh, the judge who issued the original uh, search warrant and so forth uh, had reason to believe that those were witnesses that could be trusted or they would not have uh, not have issued the search warrant. The bottom line is they went in National Archives, grabbed up 15 boxes. In those boxes, we know there were classified, confidential, and top-secret documents, documents that probably were regarding uh, nuclear weapons or nuclear strategies or what have you. That is flat-out illegal. But if that weren't enough, they knew when they grabbed those 15 boxes that there were more. Now, Donald Trump would have you believe all you had to do was ask, well, why didn't you give it to him in the first place? And why did it take seven months and them to have to raid your home to get the shit back? That's all a problem. That's clearly obstruction. And the fact that you had these sensitive materials suggests you might be doing something that might be damaging to this country. So if there's any question that there was some no reason for them to go in with a search warrant, that's all been set aside now. And these fucking Republicans have to acknowledge that. Um, absolutely. And I, I go back to um, uh, people say, well, it's just a just a piece of paper. What does it matter? Well, it matters because if uh, if he re if let's say he gave it to one of his Russian contacts and they see that we know one specific thing, they can reverse engineer that to figure out how we know that. And they can perhaps find a spy in their own midst and eliminate them because they know that we know something that only somebody, one or two people could give us. 
Well, so the, fa- it, it the fact of the matter is, if it's just a piece of paper, why make the effort to identify it or tag it as top secret? What people have to understand is there are constantly foreign spies trying to do all these tricks and all these little covert things to try to get that same information. The difference here is that Donald Trump opened up a document stand like a lemonade stand and said, hey, come on in. Let's take a look at it. That's really where we are. These are all always been protected. And now Donald Trump just said, hey, have a fucking free for all. That's where the problem lies. And then people also have a very weird. Well, it's it's because of movies and television. They have a uh, a distorted idea about secret agents and so forth. Uh, the the uh, for la- in large parts, the 007s, the men from Uncle, and all of that. These are fictions. These are the things of fiction. Um, I had to pass a. Uh, it took almost a year. I was almost done with uh, my training before I was cleared and got my clearance, because they had to do such an extensive background examination on me to make sure there was nothing that the enemy could not exploit. A friend of mine, uh, my roommate, as a matter of fact, was washed out of the program when it became obvious that he was gay. And uh, so they made an MP out of it. (laughs) But but anyway, uh, they thought that that is something that the enemy could exploit because he was not open. They could hold this over his head. And uh, and um, another guy washed out because he owed a lot of money. He had bought a car and he had wrecked it, but he still owed the money on the car and so forth. So they saw that as somebody who could come in and offer him money. So they washed people out for, for the smallest reason that they could be exploited because most agents are people of that country that you either bribe or you uh, hold or blackmail. Right. And it's, it works the same with us. Well, uh, and that and that's why it was so important to get Donald Trump's taxes. It's largely believed that he was beholden financially to at least the Russians, maybe the Saudi yep. Arabians. And we weren't able to determine that unless we saw his taxes, but he held his taxes and we couldn't see him. The problem here is, imagine this, if this were to happen, say he's beholden to, in terms of money to Russia. He owes them money so they can exploit him in any way. I mean, what could possibly happen? I mean, a guy like him could go in and be president and take a bunch of top secret documents and <laughs> give them to the Russians to pay off his fucking debt. Imagine that happening. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure it didn't. I mean, he went into Putin's office alone for an hour or so. And uh, nobody knows what went on in there. We no. don't know what instructions he was given. We don't know what he told Trump. I mean, what, we, what he told Putin. We have no idea. He took Russians into his office at the White House alone. No one knows what went on there. When he uh, when he met with Putin out in the open, he took the translator's notes and destroyed them. So right. um, there was something going on there. We know that. Well, and the thing about it is, is is even before these documents, those actions by a president of the United States should be a red flag. And not just to the Democrats, to the Republicans. If you truly care about the country and the security of this country, even if you are a Republican and you are Donald Trump's sunk ass, that should be a red flag. But it wasn't. At least they didn't admit it was. No, and, uh, you know, there were probably some, the John McCains and others who may have, 
thought that that was uh, a, a red uh, hair. I'm not a red herring, but uh, it was something that uh, they should do. Uh, look into at least look into yeah absolutely but they didn't they were too worried about their own agenda and getting the republicans to own the democrats but you know it turns out in the end the republicans will have owned themselves and they pretty much destroyed the fucking party and deservedly so right and what you have to realize is like i said at the beginning when newt gingrich decided they needed stooges not uh not uh uh, men of conscience and principle uh, to represent the Republican Party. Uh, what he was really saying was, we're going to be owned by the oligarchs and we're going to do exactly what they tell us to do. And yeah. these people have no country. They don't. I mean, they, they have for, for years and years and years operated on the, a world stage. The corporations right. essentially are the same. Absolutely. Uh, these, pe- these people have no loyalty to our country. Uh, they they are only loyal to their own bottom line, period. All right, Eddie, we are uh, over on time, but uh, um, what we need to do is dig into this affidavit and get all the facts, ultimately. I'm going to do something later tonight. Hopefully I'll have more information and we'll talk about it then. But let's get together next week and uh, rehash some of this shit because uh, shit's about to go down. There is oh, no yeah. question in my mind. It's not a if, and, or maybe but how quickly it's going to go down and Donald Trump is going to be on the bottom of the shit heap. I guarantee you it can't help but go that way. So, Ed, thanks for stopping by again and spending some time with us, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thanks, Mike. All right. I hope you all have a great day. Stay in touch with us here on the Rational Boomer Podcast on TikTok. I got to do some things over there, too. So you have a great day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.